You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from your semi-occluded vocal tract, have you practiced today? How are we doing on mics? We're there. Sarah. We're just here? I'm here. Sarah, how you doing? I mean, I'm here, right? People ask that all the time, and I, at this point, my answers are either just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm doing it. We're, we're here, right? Hey, I meant to just say this before we started recording, but I can edit this out because we're just <laughs> recording this straight into Audacity. But like, are you ready to tell the podcast? I think I've mentioned it. No, definitely not. Have I not? Not once all spring. Are we sure? Yes, I am. I am a thousand percent positive. I really thought I mentioned it. No, you made a big social media post on your own about it, but but I I deliberately was allowing you to introduce it and never brought it up. I thought I mentioned it. No, definitely. Well, if y'all haven't figured it out, I am pregnant. Like, I assume that's what we're talking about. Yes, that's what I was talking about. I don't have any other, like, groundbreaking news. It was not not for me to announce. No, friends, I'm very pregnant. And in a minute, you're going to hear, like, basically, like, oh, what'd you do this summer? I was just, I was pregnant. That was it. <laughs> I don't know how people do it. I mean, obviously I'm doing it, but oof. So friends, we're back for a little while. This is our, this is our, this is our, this is our season seven preview episode where this is sort of, this is sort of a, a mini-sode. We're going to yeah. do a little season seven preview because yeah. our official season seven debut is next week. And what, a, it's crazy. We were all like, oh yeah, we're going to be chill this semester. We are. And yet, is it? Is it? it I feel is. like we've got some cool. Like... We have some great stuff lined up, yeah. um, but uh, we're gonna do a little a little season preview today. Uh, Sarah's gonna tell you a little bit about her Nat's intern experience. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, we're gonna talk a little bit about the state of uh, art and arts in this country, and then we'll do a little bit. Uh, we'll ra- wrap it up with some uh, summer movie wrap ups because yeah. uh, I made it a point to see everything this summer he did except for barbie i'm sorry in advance i really wanted to say there's so many movies that i really really wanted to see and then it and then it just didn't yeah and of all the movies to have actually made it to see i think the only movie i actually saw was indiana jones Oh, really? If you don't count guardians of the galaxy because to me no that's a summer movie to me okay i know we already covered it but yeah I, I think that might be the only movie I actually made it to a theater Wild. to see. Well, okay, so like into the spy several movies came out while I was at the intern program. Yes. So All right, well let's start yeah. there. Sarah, tell us a little bit about your Nat's intern experience. Ooh, how fancy. Um, well, it is Where was it? In Westchester, Pennsylvania, which is really close to Philadelphia. Um, which was cool because we got to go to Voice Foundation the day that all of the ped like presentations and things like that were happening. You see so some good papers. I did. I I mean, several friends of the podcast. Great. Were there presenting? Who was that? Wonderful talks. Oh, let's see. Okay, so I saw. Of course, now my blind just went blank. Even though I literally just. Kayla Godero. Yeah, that's the name that I shouldn't think of. Chadley Ballantyne. Yep, thank you. Josh Glasner. 
um, Theodore Nestorova. This is almost like also, in a sense, listing people who you might even hear again this fall. Yeah. Oh. Sometimes on things that they talked about, either there or not. Um, trying to think of who else. Well, there were other people. There was a lot of people there. I'm there sure it was great. It was great. I'm it sure it was great. It was, so that was really cool to be that close and get to go, because that's not something that obviously they get to do at the intern program every year, because the intern program is not always... In Philadelphia. In Philadelphia. Right. Um, or that close. So that was amazing, getting to go, see that, see old friends, hear presentations, so on and so forth. Um, and then lots of teaching. And lots of teaching. Yeah, so I mean, y'all have heard us here before. We've definitely talked to people who have done the intern program before multiple people who've done it before and everything i just kind of echo everything they say like you meet so many wonderful people that it's great like like wonderful people in the sense people that are maybe where you want to be 10 15 20 years down the road but then also meeting so many people like-minded people who are in the same boat as you are at this moment which is really cool because a lot of times, you know, you get your first job at a at a university or also independent studio. And yes, you have colleagues, but most of them have probably been there a little longer than you. You're not necessarily with people who are also like around your age, just starting out, similar life experiences. But got to be around a lot of cool people who did that, who are doing that. Um, so, yeah meeting amazing people, observing different teachers. Like, it's so much, it is so much information that by the end of the week, you're like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Or two weeks, actually. Um, I don't think another ounce of information could get could absorb into my brain. I'm sure it's overwhelming by the end of it, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but it is. Like, I mean, it was amazing, like, uh, having some things reinforced that you do, but also getting new ideas, be mm-hmm. that teaching-wise, different ideas, different approaches that can work for different students, new rep ideas. Because I definitely jotted down some songs. So I was like, oh, oh, this would be great for so-and-so. Sure, of course. Um, you know, I think in any learning situation like that, this even applies to, like, graduate school, not mm-hmm. just the Nats intern program. But I think any, even when you're, like, watching teaching happen, if you're at a conference or something, I think... I think there's always, you know, just that that thing of it's wonderful to have the reinforcements of yeah. what I already do. Yes. It's wonderful to be exposed to new ideas that you'd like to try. Yes. And sometimes it's also healthy to be exposed to new ideas that you really don't want to try. Yeah. And I think all of those like that is learning, right? I was gonna say just and learning is to learn. and learning is messy. Yes, yes, it is. Well, and it was great, like also challenging because you know you're working with students leading up to a kind of a performance at the end of the two weeks that sure. they do, um, and so you're kind of on this accelerated timetable. Yeah, yeah, of course. But that's one thing I also want to say. It's is, Ten days. Yes, but working with and so each of these students, I think we got to work with each of them maybe four times. Um, between the beginning and the concert. But, like, that's what I wanted to say. Like, the students who were with were amazing. Because I just, I thought about multiple times throughout that period how 
intimidating or how like stressed I would be if I was the the student oh, in that yeah, situation. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Like trying to work on this song, getting ready to sing it in front of some of these huge names being asked to make so many changes and not only that but also you're being observed by other people during these lesson times and they handled it all like a chip they were like wonderful human beings very receptive really went with the flow and like i was so impressed by the sounds they were making at the end of those 10 days and just they were delightful to work with but yeah a whirlwind of an experience um, a, it was a whirlwind of an experience. So for people maybe considering applying to the intern program this year, um, you had to do all that in the fall, right? Like all the applications. Yes. So like they need to start thinking about their applications. Start thinking about it now. Now. <laughs> Probably because and, and you are going to have to make some teaching videos, things, singing. Um, I also can now say you can do this while pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> I will say there were a lot of naps for me. Like anything that was optional, I was like, I'm sorry, I, I got to go lay down. <laughs> it's nap time. So, but um, you can do it. <laughs> and you came home with a bunch of music too. Yes. Oh my gosh. A huge thank you to everybody that donated music for us because my very tiny music library is now a not so tiny music library. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm very excited Fantastic. to kind of teach from that. And again, I told you like just lots of new ideas perspectives and it's a lot but in in a good way it's enriching you're gonna you're gonna learn a lot yeah so definitely apply for the intern program um and uh you'll have a great time you will meet some wonderful people there'll be more coming about that in the announcements through nats in the coming months um keep an eye out great and i'm proud of you that you did it and you now have that as on your resume all right, very fancy, very fancy. Um, something I never did. You know, this is fifty percent of us here. We're, <laughs> we're batting one out of two. That's okay. Also, only one of us has like you know a DMA. So it's you know it all works out in the end. <laughs> I haven't done anything. Um, okay, it's a little bit for our season seven uh, upcoming events. We're gonna yeah. we're gonna hit the ground running a little bit like right away this fall. We really are because for good reason because. <laughs> It, we are, Vocal Fam, going to take a, probably a little hiatus in late October, November. It just really just depends when someone decides to make an appearance. Um, <laughs> we're going to let Sarah have a little maternity leave. And so yeah. we're just going to take a little mid-year sabbatical. Listen, it happens. Like, we took a nice break this summer. Like, it was, it was kind of nice. Like, you know, as a weekly show during the year, it was kind of – or a weekly show during a pandemic. Right. Where we basically didn't stop recording for we almost a year and a half straight. Um, and you know what? That was good. It was fine. Um, it was the time it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, it's been nice having some time off. I'm excited to get back to some things. But also, we'll go ahead and obviously, you know, uh, create some family space and yep. uh, let uh, Sarah and her husband and, and their new baby uh, adapt to some new normals. And You know what? It hit me. Like, my husband and I are both. Well, he, I mean, he sings, but obviously we're both very loud people. And, and it just occurred to me the other day, I'm like, oh, this is going to be a loud baby. Oh, yes. Our friend, several of our friends have had kids recently. And you both speak with a little twang. I know. And so I it is know. going to be a loud, twangy baby. And this, our friends, like, I literally said to Jamie last night, I was like, these babies you've heard crying. It's like, these are quiet cries. I just yep. want you to mentally prepare yourself. That, God like, forbid it's colicky. I don't think, don't put that out there. 
Um, Don't put that out there. So anyway, we'll, we will probably late fall break. take a little break. We will come back for a Christmas episode. Of course. And then we will come back for the spring um, we'll it be will back. be. It will can't be. Can't get rid of us. You can't get rid of us. So don't think that we've went away. We're not that podcast. And I'm sure we'll give you like we'll probably post that. They'd be like, oh, and this if, is it for a little while. And if I may, like my God, season seven. I know, Sarah. What in the world are we doing with our lives? It's quite bizarre, actually. Like every time we come around to this point, I'm like, how is that a possibility? And officially, with next week's episode, we have officially broken the community mold. So, oh, thank we, goodness. we so, are not six seasons in a movie. We're not cursed. So, yet. that's something to be said. That's something. That's, so, that's a thing. <laughs> this also, we also are continuing to document the major like milestones in my life, which is not something I ever expected. Some people just keep a journal, you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should consider that. <laughs> uh, okay, so some great things we have coming up in the coming weeks, though. Yes. Uh, next week, we will um, come at you with the uh, VP for auditions, Elisa Bellflower, mm-hmm. and Karen Brunson, who chaired the um, youth and children category committee, and uh, Noelle Smith. Um, but both back on the podcast, who chaired the CM categories to talk about the largest expansion ever for Nat's National Student Auditions. It really is. Um, Nearly doubling our categories and uh, expanding to our contemporary music categories. Did I say the wrong word? Commercial music categories. You all know what I meant. Um, And including those... And, and classical and musical theater categories for children and youth. Mm. And um, it is the largest expansion ever, and we're excited to do a preview episode about that and how they came to their different things and all the different announcements that will be forthcoming about that. Mm-hmm. Um, Theodora Nesterova, who we just mentioned, is going to yes. be back on the podcast in September um, to talk a little bit about uh, some interdisciplinary paths that are possible kind of in the voice world that she's been working on an interdisciplinary voice PhD and she would like to come back, uh, come um, on and, and and talk a little bit about, you know, the world, the whole world is changing. It has changed or it keeps changing. And, you know, there are great opportunities that can still be out there Mm -hmm. for the voice community. Um, And it's sort of, just being aware of what exists, what your options are, what making the, your own path. And and just creating someone's imagination of and, being able to imagine what might be. Yes. And never mind, not only the PhD, but didn't she just complete an MBA? I think so. Something like that. Because, you know, one degree I, at a time. I don't, not I don't know. It's I don't just know. not Theodore is one of those people who's way too fancy for me, so <laughs> I don't really, I don't really know. <laughs> Collect letters at the end of the, your name. I, I don't know. I love it. Um, we're also going to have Laura Strickling on, mm-hmm. whose album came out, I think, we're going to release this next week, but I think his album came out today, um, oh. 40 at 40. We're going to talk a little bit about her journey through the world of singing and sure. art song. And we've never really had an art song artist on, I don't think ever. I don't um, think and so. And um, so she's going to talk about her 40 at 40 project and some different other things, mm-hmm. and, and, and that'll be a fun episode. 
Um, we're going to have uh, Yvonne Redman, our dear friend Yvonne, um, yes. uh, and Pasquale Botalico from the University of Illinois Urbana Champaign on. Maybe Josh will join us for that. I'm not sure Another if Dr. Very fancy person I'm not sure if Dr. Glasner. <laughs> I'm not sure if Dr. Glasner um, is available that day or not because, gosh, Dr. Glasner is fellowshipping at uh, the Mayo Clinic oh, for his yeah, SLP <laughs> fellowship uh, to add to his PhD, to add okay. to his professorship. More letters. S- holy smokes! Both of those two people, Theodore. Dora and Joshua are way too fancy for me. I can't handle it. I, yeah. I, like, I, I, no, I'm just struggling to do the bare minimum. Here, I, like. uh, I, and then we're hoping to also have one of your Nats interns on yes, as well, you, right? Well, yes. I, I, that, that's an email I need to send. Great. <laughs> so we'll also have that probably about some repertoire things with that episode. Yeah. Some, some things. Um, and we'll probably have some more repertoire things coming up once some other things are in place. Let's be real. I'm sure we're going to end up talking about, we're doing another production, friends, so you know what that means. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Um, someone in this room thought it would be a great idea to produce Bizet's Carmen and sing Don Jose. It's, it's it's a que- a, it, was a, it was a questionable decision. <laughs> Yeah, you talk about other people being fancy and busy, and you're over here just like, oh, you know. I'm fine. Um, <laughs> uh, it's just fine. Um, I, I'm, I'm going into this year, you know what? I'm going into this year that nothing's going to stress me out this year. It's just <laughs> how I'm going to operate. I'm going to operate from a place of peace. Guess what? Guess what, Vogel fam? I really want... I am completely off my blood pressure medicine. Hey. I'm not even on me. blood pressure medicine anymore. And I'm just going to keep operating that way. And I, I, what's the word I'm looking for? I want that for you. That's what we're gonna do. It's fine. It'll I'm we'll, stress. we'll figure it out. I'm gonna. I. I'm just. That's just a constant state of being. I sometimes I think if I didn't stress, like I would just cease to exist. I like, would like. Well, yeah, <laughs> literally. I would just like. I'm, that might be the only thing holding me together. Um, I would like to address a little bit. Um, so anyway, it'll be a great season seven. Yeah. At some point, I want to do an episode on functional voice training. Yeah. Um, and the difference between that and what I'm now calling task specific voice training, mm-hmm. I don't, I haven't heard anyone else call it that. I think I made that up. Forgi- forgive mean, me if you think you invented that term, but, um, but it, it makes that like, I mean, I didn't invent functional voice training. That's not, that's not a me word that that's not, but I, I think task? I created task specific voice training. I'm with you. Um, and, uh, but anyway, so it's, um, you know, a lot has happened this summer, um, in, fact. in the arts. Um, and I just want to really quickly, we're not going to dwell here at all, but you know, just this week, the Met Opera Guild announced that it's shutting its doors, yes. shuttering opera news, Tulsa Opera effectively closed, canceling its season. Mm or restructuring or whatever they're doing. Chautauqua announced that they will not do main stage operas in 2024. Wow. um, Which is a major hit to, if there was a young artist industry, to the young artist industry. Yes. And I think we're at an inflection point where we no longer have the choice to recognize in our, in our, and, and let me just address the academy because I'm in the academy. We are no longer at a place where we can allow our students to graduate and not be employable. Mm-hmm. We have got to be graduating employable singers. 
And that means that there need to be manners in which they can be employed. That might not just be. Well, let's talk about ways that singers can currently be employed in the United States. Okay. The best, most opportunistic way that a singer can currently probably be employed is in a choral setting. Yeah, 100%. Be that in various. I was gonna say you've got church music, you've got schools, K through twelve, college. Well, like, and in major so cities, there are paid symphony mm -hmm. gigs. There are small choral things that tour. Mm -hmm. There are military choruses yes. that pay incredibly well. Yeah. yeah. Um, but there are, and there are different various types of, of professional choir. I mean, there's someone like a group like Voctive, which yeah, is, yeah. which is, which is a very, you know, that's that Disney-esque sound. And you could compare that to someone like Voces 8, which is its own, you know, high, high kind of English sound. But, sure. you know, you know, do you know what it's hard to tour with? An orchestra and a whole bunch of opera singers Hi. or a musical. Do you know what it's not hard to tour with? A quartet of singers. I was going to say, an acapella group. <laughs> um, so I just, you know, I think we need to be really focused on turning our singers into functional musicians, mm -hmm. first and foremost. And secondly, I think we need to be focused on turning them into flexible, pliable singers. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes that will mean being able to, like, do things like sing in foreign languages, for example. Yes. Because that is a skill I think that singers should have, is being able to navigate different styles of singing in I different agree. languages. Yes, I agree. Um, but I just really think we are at an inflection point where it's not an option anymore. It's, it's no longer the... It's no longer just about, oh, well, we're also teaching musical theater. Okay, well, great. Like, but like... If we're talking about like preparing like your high school students, what for the for the twelve spots at UMich mm -hmm. out of the twelve hundred students that applied, mm -hmm. not to mention the twenty thousand dollars a year in their junior and senior year that you're gonna have to pay their consultants, let alone their voice, dance, and acting teachers. Yes. I, I, anyway. Well, and not having students get to the end of a degree program and go, oh, where do I even? What kind of, how do I find a, how do I even find a job? Right. How, how do I support myself beyond just auditioning or whatnot? Because just Googling voice job doesn't quite cut it. If you don't know how to make a recording of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And how to do basic editing of the audio in a DAW. Yeah. And upload it to YouTube. Then... And that's something that you're so far behind the learning curve that like and we've recently upgraded our, our technology here in the department Fancy. and in our it, thanks to a gift um, and uh, of basically a recording studio. And like, you know, I, I applaud one of my colleagues for really working on the course and really making the students have experiential learning, which is what we need to be focused and on. Like music tech, that's a huge thing that, that you can use. Yeah. Well, and I, I'll be honest, yeah. if we're talking about singers, so is voice teaching. Yes. And yes. this is why it's really important because that is an employable skill. Do you know what doesn't help someone be employable, though, as a voice teacher? Can I just get real? Ooh, I'm going to touch oh, on some. Oh, what is it? I, I actually don't know. 
knowing parts of the human voice. Oh. <laughs> Do you know what else doesn't help? What? Knowing how to read a spectrogram. I know. Doesn't that hurt your soul a little bit? No. No? I've given it up. Do you know what does help them to have a better understanding? Actually knowing how the voice happens. Actually know how, knowing how human voicing occurs. Occurs. Yeah. yeah. Well, and just training, like, their ears. Or for that matter, I think... And with, training their listening. With, with all of this is also setting them up to, like, to know that in four years, especially when you're trying to cover such a broad spectrum, you're not going to be able to teach them everything, and you need to give them the tools to be able to continue to learn on their own. Yeah. Like, you're not going to be able to completely make them into, you know, music type. But you can give them enough that they can continue to figure it out and also figure out, ooh, is this a path I want to pursue? And in the world, they have got to be a functional musician. Yeah? If they are not a functional musician... Then it's no good. Yikes. It's no good. Anyway, so just... Just know, thoughts. I probably I'm, I'm probably gonna come back to that. This let's season. be real. At some point, uh, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna talk about it again and probably more in depth because I'm sure more things will happen. Yeah, this is a preview episode. More things will happen. Um. Okay. Now to wrap up our pop culture wing of the uh, world. Yes. Sarah did not get to movies this summer. I really didn't, guys. I was, I would have been a struggle bus. I saw every major summer blockbuster. And I'm impressed. With the exception of Barbie. And I, it's not its not a misogynistic thing. I just didn't get to you it. You literally just... Well... I ran out of you time. You did run out of time. Well, because your kids went back to school. Yes, because I was Your on, summer kind of ended. <laughs> I was on vacation when Barbenheimer happened. Yeah. And unable to go see it. Sure. And then when we got back, my kids were already late to the start of their school year because Wild. of when our vacation was. Wild. Because our public school started school on July the 21st. Wild. Which the my kid thing. Folks, my kids are done with the first half of the first nine weeks. That's disgusting. In fact, by next week, they'll be past that point. When you're listening to this, they will be five of the first nine weeks done with the school year. The first Absolutely eighth of disgusting. the school year will already be over. Absolutely disgusting. Um, and can I just say, just before I get into the summer movies, can I just say, you know, you were talking about your life. I just want to say a little brief podcast shout out to the, how proud I was of my children this yeah. summer. My daughter had a rough year last year. Yeah. And man, this summer she came out. She knocked got out she park. got JoJo in Susicle Kids yeah. and just knocked it out of the park. She did so well. Thank you to Sarah for the voice lessons that she taught her last year. She did. Um, and uh, and my son. Oh my god! Is just I don't know. I'm too close to the situation to say one way or the other. But he was Damien in Mean Girls. Phenomenally, and, by the way. Which again, I might also be. I might be too close to I, both of them. As I don't well want to say that he stole the show in the performances, but man, he was. He shone. It was. He great. was good. It was a great role for him. It was, it was a, a great really role. good role for him. It was a great role for and him. And it just every time I see, particularly when I see him in roles like that that are more character, because you know Charlie just as a human tends to be a little more charactery than leading man. Well, yes, but I was even just going to say that like he is so 
in his in his mind like he is a very like, oh, yes. cerebral person and so seeing him go up on stage and just completely throw himself into these characters oh yes and let go of that completely is, oh, yes what a skill what is because so often people i think that no, are he, very in their head that is a hard thing to do and like he it, it, it really it, no, he really does they both did they, they both had their shining moments this summer it was great yeah um anyway that being said, uh, okay, so here's my quick rundown. If you've seen my social media, you've already seen this, <laughs> but I don't care. Um, uh, somehow, Transformers continues as a franchise and continues to be terrible. Never been a fan. It was my, sorry, it was my life fans. as a child. It was my cartoon. I'm so sorry. I like, I'm sure you had your show that you watched that was just your favorite or whatever or your yeah. whatever as yeah, a child. Yeah. Transformers was mine. Like yeah. 1985, 1984 through 1986 were the years the cartoon was actually being made. And it was my thing. I'm with you. I'm with you. I get like, I and, get it. Um, the movies just never. They are terrible. They, they really This are. one was better and still terrible. But was it at least terrible in that way that like, there are sometimes when I go see a movie that's just so bad that it like, it's almost great. No, that's fat. We're, we're getting to that one. Oh, we're getting no, this to that was one. just Sorry. terrible. This was just bad. <laughs> Uh, okay. <laughs> Indiana Jones was fine. I did see that one. This I was the one of all the movies this summer. That's the one I saw. It was fine. I enjoyed it. Yes, we enjoyed it. It wasn't. I'm not like wow. This is the best movie that came out. I think not even were having seen the others. Problems with sure. it. But it was. It enjoyable. was fine. I love um, Phoebe Wall. Phoebe Waller Bridge. Yep, love her. Yes. As she's always And lovely. I thought Harrison was he was in it. He I mean, was. He, it, the my biggest I think complaint would probably be overall that introducing a CGI world into yeah. the Indiana Jones universe yeah. was really even one of the problems with Crystal Skull. Sure. But Crystal Skull was still a Spielberg. And so you still had the visual eye. Yeah. Like Spielberg's vision of how he directs is so clear. Yeah. And it's so visual. Yeah, it's I'm with such you. he's such a visual filmmaker. And and Indiana Jones, when we think of Indiana Jones, we think of the big three from the eighties sure. into the well, I guess the eighties, because I, I even think Last Crusade was made before nineteen ninety. Um, um, and and you know we think of practical effects. Yes. And I just I don't know. I think seeing... they could have saved themselves a, a lot of money. Yeah, it was eighty yeah. nine. Eighty nine. Yeah. Job. So anyway. Um, but it was fine. I enjoyed it. It was an enjoyable. My movie. guess is if he lives to ninety six, they make one more. Yeah, I can see that. Um, anyway, that being said, moving on. Yeah. Fast X, absolutely terrible. One oh, of the is that one of the ones that is one that- of the worst in the franchise. Actually, I think overall, wow. I think um, they forgot to be meta enough. Oops. That they're stupid, and they tried to go back to a little bit of like. No, this is like a serious no, we're a movie. thing. We and, and, this and, is a story. And what have you? Nah. Um and no and oh, oh, Josh! Oh. That G4 still doesn't work. Anyway, sorry, we got interrupted for a second. Yeah. Piano tuner came into the building and I had hey, to it was it. a high G4 That's was stuck. <laughs> As it turns out, G4 is in a lot of music. I, what? You play that note on the piano. Fairly regularly? Often. 
Anyway, Weird. back to what we were just talking about. Uh, yeah, Fast X, it was terrible. I, I fear for the future of that franchise because oh, I love I love how terrible those movies are when they are not taking themselves seriously. seriously. I think that's the key with a lot. And like seven, eight, nine was kind of the wheelhouse. Okay. Like particularly seven. Being like bad seven was the, seven was the pinnacle. Okay. And six was great too. Like six, seven, and it's kind of like they hit this arc and they're yeah. on their way. And now they're like, now what? We've almost gotten back to four, and that's not where they want to be. I haven't seen any of them, um, but I believe But, you. so, anyway, uh, moving on from there, what else did I see this summer? Uh, 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 in the Spider-Verse? Okay, Spider-Verse. Spider-Verse is a film that uh, all humans should see if you're human. I need to. Eventually, what's going to happen is randomly, like two months from now, I'm going to come in and be like, guys! You should, I would be fascinated because that is a movie about being a parent. So I would be very interested if you watched it prior <laughs> and after uh, to see how you feel differently. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, if you're a human and you've ever been a human and you've ever been a teenager, you should see, see Spider-Verse. I, I'm going to. The visuals are just what great animation. I mean, I, I would say about the first one of those movies that it's probably the greatest animation that's maybe ever been done. I think there's a good argument to be made for it. Well, and it's definitely like a style that's getting picked up by other animated oh, movies Oh my now, gosh. And their use cool. of music is fantastic. And it's it's just... And well, Miles Morales. Is Miles Morales the best Spider-Man? Probably. Potentially. Um, I think there's an argument to be made that Miles Morales is the best Spider-Man. Um... Anyway, so definitely you should see that, particularly if you like comic books and whatever, or if you just have human emotions, you should see that movie. <laughs> um, <laughs> going backwards from there, I think um, then we get to kind of like my top um, movies of the, of the summer. Uh, we already did our Guardians review. There's yep. no need to revisit that. Yep. that I did movie, see that one too. That movie has my heart. I absolutely adore it. That movie was what made me realize that maybe I should not go see movies that have so many feelings while I'm pregnant. Yeah, it was... Um, I did not do well. It was It was it's something brutal. else. But um, y'all, now, now some of my reactions to that movie make more sense. Anyway. In, 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 well, that's a good point. I hadn't even thought about oh, that. Oh, no, I knew. Like, I knew I would have cried regardless seeing that movie, but the sobbing that lasted the re- majority of that movie maybe it would not have been quite as intense as it was. Um, um, I'm always a sucker for a helpless creature, though. I'm very disappointed in um, the, the, the viewership of Mission Impossible okay. because that movie was spec-freaking-tacular. That's the one I told you my dad when it's on. He texted me, he goes, well, I guess I'll never know how it ends. <laughs> there is a part two. Yeah, apparently he missed but that. But it lost, it and, and Indiana Jones both lost $100 million. Yikes. Um, and, uh, well, maybe he won't ever know how it ends. <laughs> are not doing so hot, folks. Oh, not like they can make any movies right now anyway. No, they can't. And I think this strike's going to go on until next summer. Yeah. It's almost like you should, you should pay people. That's <sighs> a livable wage. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Um, and then finally, um, Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Um, Chris Nolan is without question my favorite director. There's at this point there is it's not even a it's not even a question it's not even a competition. 
it's been funny to me like looking up I, there are movies that i didn't even realize he directed that i'm like oh that was a good movie <laughs> i mean let's just start with the fact that i thought tenet was great even though people thought it was weird interstellar is was obviously phenomenal inception is maybe my favorite movie of all time all right it's a good one for sure Dark Knight is maybe oh. the greatest movie of all time. Oh my gosh. Heath Ledger's performance in that is just That movie just period as a whole. Holy cow. It's it's without question the greatest comic book movie ever made. I mean, I just don't see an argument that you can no. make for Infinity War Endgame being better than Dark Knight. Because don't get us wrong, we love those and they were epic and whatever, but like just actually greatest. But movie. this movie, and I need some time away from Oppenheimer before I would be ready to say that this is Nolan's sure. best. I was not expecting to be gutted, absolutely okay. emotionally bereft. You are not the only person who has told me that. Um. And let me just say a few things about it. One, I fear the world that we are going to hand our children. Eh. I fear, I fear it. Um, and as 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 history has a way of repeating itself, because history has a way of forgetting, because Boy, the human mm, the human brain likes to blot out its bad things and forget about them. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> hey, never mind. Go ahead. And it cannot forget about this one. You'd hope not, and yet. And yet. Um, but that, that was So, really the good things about the movie. Nolan's ability to do not just an in media res start, yeah. but to go back and forth timeline-wise yeah. in his storytelling is unparalleled. It, okay. is, it is unreal the way he writes a script. Um, and the fact that this script was written in the first person... It never said Oppenheimer crosses the room. It said I cross the room and put my pipe down. Oh. Oh yeah. That's what the screenplay was written okay. in first person. I like that. I like that. Rami Malek reminded all of us why he's won an Oscar in literally two scenes. What a great actor. He was in two scenes. This, but what a great actor. Two scenes. What an incredible actor. Mm. And I'm just going to say it again, and it's not going to happen, and I don't care. He should be Dr. Doom. That'd be cool. Um, Emily Blunt held her own against the rest of that cast. She's a great actress. Holy cow. She's a phenomenal Phenomenal. Actress. Florence Pugh, I kind of could have done without. I heard that people were disappointed with how that character was handled. Well, that's because she was naked for most of her role. Yeah, that they just felt like it, she was... Perfect. And it was unnecessary. Yeah. I understand the necessity of the character and how the the function of the character. Yes, but that like they could have made her role so much more than what I it think was. so, and and Which less gratuitous. Yeah, that's um, a shame. Because uh, again, a, a great actress, but but if you think about the performances of RDJ and and Cillian Murphy, who I'm going to get to in a second, also great actors, and you make Matt Damon look like a bad actor, <laughs> and Damon was good. Yeah, and you make Matt Damon. Who is an excellent actor? Yeah. Not look that like that good of an actor. Yeah. That's how good RDJ and Cillian were in this movie. That's fantastic. I mean, I've only heard good things. And if RDJ doesn't get a nomination for best supporting, he that is he gets robbed. I hope he does. Um Good choice for, like, things following up Iron Man. Oof. But let me tell you what. When you see Oppenheimer, and you okay. need to see Oppenheimer, the, the two things that will blow you away are 
the way Chris uses sound and music. Okay. It's Ludwig Göransson. I've heard that that's also literal. That the the sound from it can blow. So blow loud. You. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I've never been to a louder mover in my enti- movie in my entire life, and also, we did see it in IMAX. Also, blow you away um, is punny enough. Göransson also on. was the composer for uh, for our audience uh, both Black Panther movies. Ah. Okay. So love we're very. His, his yeah, soundscapes yeah. Are, are incredible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, because I loved those soundtracks. But the other thing, when you see it. Let me tell you what. I have not seen an acting masterclass. Uh-huh. When Cillian walks across Los Alamos okay. for the first time and puts back on his fedora and his pipe and just walks through the t- there is no dialogue. There it is Gurrenson's music and Cillian Murphy right. walking through an almost desert desert. Yeah. I have not seen an acting masterclass like that scene except out of Daniel Day-Lewis. That's it. Okay. That's it. Okay. I was so emotionally affected by by the way he walked across a dirt road. Okay. Holy crap. Yeah. No, that's definitely, I mean, I know I'm going to see it at some point. Like, I was not. Will it be soon? Probably not. (laughs) I was not. And then the scene at the end with he and Einstein, I was not prepared. I was just not emotionally prepared. I've heard the Einstein scene is very... I uh, was just not... Something. And I was just... I was like weeping. Mm. Everybody I heard that saw it was like, you should you should make sure you don't have anything else going on that day. Yes. Because that's it. You're not going to dinner afterwards. No. You're not going like... You're not. We went home and were quiet. Yeah. That that's what I've heard from it. They were like, "Don't see Barbie. Don't don't see Barbie after this. Don't think, oh, Holy we'll cow. see something." But like, no. Listen, I fully intend to watch Barbie at some point this year. I just I, I got I, we're starting the school year. I, I have to get see, I have to have time. I have a whole it. list now. I also want to see yeah. In addition to all the ones we talked about, Barbie, and I also want to see that theater camp movie that came out. Oh yeah, yeah. I hear it's cute. That looks fun. Uh, one quick also preview that I'm sure because at Christmas, who knows, maybe we'll get to it or something. But like, um, I I. I, I I could not be more excited for a Star Wars product than I am excited for, for Ahsoka. Ahsoka. Because I watched all four seasons of Rebels this summer. Yeah. And He's ready. Ahsoka is essentially Rebels season five. So if you really want to watch Ahsoka and you're a Star Wars buff and you have not watched Rebels, I would at least go on to Disney Plus and watch the ones that they say you need to watch because there are elements in Rebels and Clone Wars, but particularly Rebels, you need to know who Hera is. You need to know who Sabine Wren is. You need to know what oh, the world Sabine. between worlds is. You need to know who Ezra was. You need to know who Kanan Jarrus was. You need to know these characters. Oh, I because know it's, who some of, I'm so excited. I actually know who some of these people because are it's, just from like, the and, video games. And you need to know who Thrawn is. Well, yeah. You should just know who Thrawn is. You need to know who the heir to the Empire is because that will inevitably be the name of Dave Filoni's movie. Anyway, so anyway. All right, that's it for us. Uh, Sarah, what did you have for breakfast here at the end of pregnancy, toward the end of third, beginning of third trimester? All of a sudden, all the Cheerios make a lot of sense, don't they? Yes, they do. (laughs) Um, uh, I am now having, I'm like a hobbit. I have second breakfast and first breakfast. First breakfast was Greek yogurt. um, And I put like, that PB powder where it's like the peanut yep, butter powder. Yep. Like I doctor it up. Um, and then second breakfast was you can get these like 
it's it's pumpkin spice muffins, but it's like almond flour and stuff. Yeah. It's the Simple Mills brand. I yeah. highly recommend. Like they're nice because they don't, it, when you eat them, you just feel like you're eating a muffin, not like, oh, I'm eating almond flour. Would, there you go. Would highly recommend. Cool. So, All right. Yeah. We'll be back with you next, um, week. next week to do uh, to talk about the incredible NSA expansion for Nats. And uh, that's it for us. Yeah. Peace.